This is the one thing that all martial arts have that can save your rear end when it comes to protecting yourself. The question is, in today's day and age, how do you protect yourself, your family, and your community more effectively? Well, my name is Craig Gray, and today on the Peace Walker podcast, we're going to answer those questions and a whole bunch more. You're going to learn the power of protection, the art of influence, and the confidence of clarity as you build a protector's lifestyle to live, to protect, and to inspire at a whole new level. Peace Walker Podcast. This is Craig Gray. You're on episode number 81. Today we're going to be talking about the one thing that all martial arts programs, all self-defense programs have that will readily save your butt in a real situation, regardless if you're training at a McDojo or with a top-class, world-class instructor or a system. So all that's coming up. Speaking of world-class systems, <laughs> speaking of the one common denominator, if you haven't yet, get on my Six Day Defense program. If you go to sixdaydefense.com, it's all spelled out except for the dot, you're going to get access to a world-class approach in protecting yourself. And how do I know this? It doesn't really matter. I'll, I'll tell you what. Why don't you get on it? It's absolutely free. It's a home study course. It'll take you 10 minutes a day for six days. And you tell me what you think about this program. If you think it's world-class or not. If you think it's worth your time and energy or not. I have thousands of people that say it is. So you can find out for yourself. Go to 6 It's all spelled out except for the dot. And you will get access to my free home study course that's going to take you through how to protect yourself, how to develop a peace walker mindset and a peace walker lifestyle. It is the basis of a whole new and bigger life of self-advocacy, of confidence, and of greater success in your life. When you do that, you're also going to get access to my almost daily emails where on an almost daily email or almost daily basis, I'm going to email you directly to your inbox, tips, tricks, tactics, and stories about this life as a protector. It's going to help to motivate you and continue to teach you ways of weaving in these concepts of being a protector into your everyday life and how to do it in a way that's going to make you an all-around better person, safer, more confident, more happy. And I know that's a, that's a lot to uh, claim, but once again, I challenge you to just get on it and you can let me know on how it has affected your life. But uh, you can try it absolutely free. 6 All right. So today I wanted to talk about this common denominator that runs through all martial arts and self-defense programs. And why is it that you could be training with some of the best people in the world in a, in a very competent system and um, you have as much and get as much benefit out of it as someone who is training with uh, the McDojo folks who are in it for the money and maybe they're not that skilled in it. Now, I'm not going to throw any buddy or brand or anything under the bus, 
So I'm not going to name names or organizations or systems or instructors or anything like that. But what is the common denominator? And why is it that if you even go to or get caught up into one of these uh, systems that aren't maybe the best system for protecting yourself, but why, what is the benefit? And how is it that it can still protect you? Now, am I advocating that you find you know, the, the cheapest McDojo out there to go train in or, you know, find somebody who really isn't very skilled to teach you the lessons you need for protecting yourself? Um, no, <laughs> I'm not. But also, you know, you don't have to be a Navy SEAL or the next UFC fighter to be able to protect yourself either. So why is that? Why, why is it that you can go to a you know community ed and maybe not get the best instruction from somebody who doesn't really you know maybe doesn't isn't as skillful as as one could be but yet you get benefits that that can help protect your life and it's simply this one thing it's confidence now does confidence make up for everything no it does not <laughs> However, here's, the, here's some distinguishing factors and some differences. For instance, maybe you have a lot of confidence, but you're in a ring fight, and there's determination in the person in the ring, you know, because you're, you're both competitors and you're, it's a duel, so to speak. Well, all the attention is on you, and skill will matter at that point in time. But here's the big difference between that and like in a street altercation or uh, an assault. Street altercations, assaults, muggings, bullying, those guys go for people who they think they can take advantage of. They're not looking for a fight. They're looking to win, right? They're looking to get whatever it is they want. So if you're confident, you don't look like a good victim, you don't look like a good target, most likely they're either not going to pick you at all or they're not going to bother with you very long and they're going to go on their merry way. You might get a couple lumps in if it gets physical. However, if you fight back, it's not about you, you know, winning through skill and all that. It's really just the idea that you're resisting and that they are not wanting a fight. They're wanting to win. So if it gets too tough for them, they usually move on. Case in point, right? The statistic from... Um, Department of Defense and Department of Justice, rather, and uh, an organization called RAIN regarding sexual assault, that their claims are that over 80% of the, of the people who fought against the attacker were successful in not being raped. How do they get those statistics? I believe by interviews. Regardless if it's 100% accurate or not, the idea is people who fight back usually will be successful in thwarting a bully or an attacker's advances. Now, keep in mind, it's got to be done from a logical, reasonable basis. And the other thing is, is it's a fine line, is... You don't want to become part of the problem, right? 
So it's not about being antagonistic and now it's about your ego to beat the guy down or to do something stupid like if somebody's holding up with a gun that you think you can just disarm them and and, uh, be done with it. It's not about that. It's about, A, looking like a tough target so they target someone else. So what does that look like? A, you're confident. B, you are aware of your surroundings. You look like you can put up a fight. See whatever they're looking for it is not easily accessible. For instance, you know if they're trying to rob you, if if your money doesn't seem to be easily accept accessible, or the valuables don't seem to be easily accessible, and you look like you're paying attention to your surroundings, and you look like you might put up a fight, or you're walking confidently, they're probably going to go to another target, someone that's more vulnerable. They're not looking for a fight. They're looking for the advantage to be successful. Same thing when it comes to bullying. Now, bullying, where a lot of people get into trouble and they start to misjudge the situation is when people become antagonistic. So take Joe Rogan, for instance. I've been talking about him a a bit in my almost daily emails. But I really respect him because he gets on some controversial um, guests, even folks who don't necessarily believe the same way he believes, and they will talk and debate. Joe stands up for himself. Joe is very articulate. Joe is very intelligent. He's a sharp guy. He does his research. But he's also humble and open-minded. And you can't bully him. He will smack you down. However, he doesn't go out and look for fights either, typically. I mean, he's human. And, you know, he's a guy. But overall, you know, he doesn't... He doesn't antagonize, typically. He will push back, but he doesn't create the fights. He won't antagonize folks, typically. He will be very, he's usually pretty respectful, and he's intelligent, and he's open-minded. And if you have a good argument, he will at least listen to you if you're not uh, you know, insane when you, when you uh, present that idea to him, and if you're respectful. So the same thing holds true with this, right? So that's the common denominator because it doesn't matter if you have instruction and you're gaining confidence and awareness skills and now you're walking around differently, your demeanor is different, you don't look like a target anymore, an easily an easily accessible target. And no matter how, if you want to say proficient, your, your system is that you take or the skills that you developed, if you are willing and able to fight back, your chances of success are much, much greater if you do it appropriately. This is not about you being in the ring. That's what a lot of people don't realize. It's not about you being victorious in the ring and in a dual situation against an equally skilled individual. The people who are... It's not to say that people who are attackers are not skilled, but that's really not the point. It also isn't saying that the people who are the bullies and the attackers and the aggressors out there aren't dangerous because they can be. You don't necessarily need to be skilled to be dangerous, which kind of brings us to our point originally. You know, the sociopaths out there murdering people and so forth, they're not necessarily skilled martial artists or assassins or anything, but they have intent and they know how to set up the situation to work to their advantage. They also know how to profile and pick their victims. Matter of fact, there was a research study done. I forget the name of it. I could look it up online here, but I'll let you do, do, do that. But there was, a, there was a research study done 
where sociologists went into prisons and asked them, how did they ask the prisoners who were convicted of violent crimes and muggings and assaults and so forth and rapists, they murderers do, they asked them, how did you choose your victims? And by far and large, it was about the body language of the individual. The body language. How vulnerable did the individual appear through their body language? Um, case in point, right? I am not the most uh, geographically gifted person in the world, meaning I, I tend to get lost. <laughs> I always find where I'm going eventually, but you know I don't always get there in the straightest line. But I cannot tell you how many times I get asked for directions, both locally when I'm walking around, but also in other countries, sometimes when I don't even speak the language. Um, but I'll be asked all the time on directions, probably because I hold myself with authority and confidence. I walk around like I have a mission and I'm aware of what's going on and I f seem to fit in and I look like I know what I'm doing. Mm, you know, a, a fair amount of the time, it's just total BS. That's just my demeanor, but I'm lost. <laughs> I'm lost or I don't know where they want to go. So case in point. So that is why doesn't matter if you train in McDojos with someone who's inadequate in the system that's not that good or you're training with the best of the best in the world in whatever system that you so choose. A lot of protecting yourself in the real world in common scenarios isn't about, you know, if you can do the fancy kicks or the cool jiu-jitsu moves or you can carve someone up like a holiday turkey with your silat or kali or screma proficiencies. It's about you looking confident, you looking like you um, are paying attention to things, your demeanor, your body language, your ability to communicate. Those are the things that if you glean those elements from wherever you get them, you're going to be less likely to be um, targeted. And if you are targeted... And you have to, you, it comes to the point to where you have to physically assert yourself. Putting up a fight, being able and willing to do that. Being able doesn't mean that you've got to be Bruce Lee or John Wick or anything or 007. Being able just means you're willing to do it and you're physically capable enough to doing it. Meaning, you know, you, you have a pulse, you can breathe and you do whatever it is to the best of your ability. People who are attackers don't want to fight. Keep in mind, they want to win. So they're going to cut their losses, typically. Now, do I recommend that you go and get some training from professional, competent people in a good style? Yes, I do. As a matter of fact, if you want to do that, you already know what I'm going to say. Get on my six-day defense program. The key to, I think, any real self-defense program is, one of the keys, is being well-rounded and having a good understanding of what the reality of conflict and violence is. Not just violence, but conflict and violence. And there is a distinction between the two, right? Somebody attacks you, it's violence. It's a conflict, but it's violence. Many of the circumstances that you run into in today's day and age don't just erupt into violence immediately. What happens is it begins as a conflict, 
maybe an emotional or verbal conflict, and it escalates into physical conflict. So first and foremost, you have to start managing and being aware of the conflicts inside of yourself that affect your ability to manage the conflicts outside of you. And if you want to get a better handle on that, get on my 6-Day Defense program, 6daydefense.com. It's all spelled out except for the dot. Very simple and easy approach. Two five-minute videos for six days. It's absolutely free. All you got to do is put in your email address. You're also going to get access to my almost daily emails where I'll share a story with you, a tip, trick, and a tactic almost every day to broaden and deepen your knowledge and abilities as a protector, as a peace walker. So there you go. Get out there, folks. Keep going. Advocate for yourself. Don't be an easy target, but in the same token, don't be a douchebag. So you'll you'll reduce your level of conflict. <laughs> be confident. Be so confident and clear and aware that you can be the nicest person in the room. On that note, I'll see you on the next episode. Take care. The question is, in today's day and age, how do you protect yourself, your family, and your community more effectively? Well, my name is Craig Gray, and today on the Peace Walker podcast, we're going to answer those questions and a whole bunch more. You're going to learn the power of protection, the art of influence, and the confidence of clarity as you build a protector's lifestyle to live, to protect, and to inspire at a whole new level.